Star jump sequence terminates, Captain. Get the gravitational dampers online and open the blast aye, shield. Aye, sir. Bring us in closer. Aye, aye, sir. Moving us in on sublight drive. Extreme magnification. Aye, sir. The center of the galaxy. And there's our black hole. Experience of a lifetime, Captain. Let me put this on audio. We should be able to hear the magnetic resonance field. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. The edge of time and space where the impossible can happen. Welcome to the event horizon. This evening's edition of the event horizon is a double feature. We're talking to actors Cody Lindley of Sharknado 4 and Violet Bean, who plays Jesse Quick on the CW's The Flash. First, Cody Lindley. Just doing a quick sound check, and it looks like we've got a good waveform. Uh, yeah, I've got, we have this uh, high-tech equipment here. We've got, um, most, most studios have pop screens. We've got sock monkeys. Hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's like a real sock monkey? Yeah, it's a sock monkey that we slipped over the microphone. Okay. It, it cool. turns out that it does pretty much the same job as a pop screen, but it's a lot cuter and yeah. it has no hard parts to break. Yeah. So That's funny. That's okay. So are we talking about uh, Sharknado and everything coming up with that? Yeah, sh- well, Sharknado and, and you know, you're... Like what? <laughs> what you did on the film, and why Sharknado even exists, and yeah. all of that—that yeah. that stuff—and pretty much anything else you want to talk about. Um, you know, this okay. this show this show isn't about Sharknado; it's about you. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. Cool. So, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, Sharknado is just sort of the the lever that gets people attracted to the show so that they can come listen to an actual real person who does creative things. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So well, cool. Yeah. Let's, uh, I, I'm just going to do the show intro and we'll just launch right into it. Let's do it. Sure. Okay. Good morning or afternoon or evening, whatever is relevant for the part of the world you are in. Indeed, welcome to the event horizon where the impossible happens. Join us each week at this time as we delve into the worlds of science fiction, fantasy, and science fact in all their forms. I'm your host, Gene Turnbow. And I'm your other host, Susan Fox. And with us is actor, voice actor, and musician Cody Lindley, who has recently uh, uh, done a role in Sharknado Four. The Fourth Awakens. Welcome Welcome to the show, Cody. Thank you, Jane and Susan. Yeah, it's good to be here. Uh, (laughs) Or, you know, with y'all. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about Sharknado 4 coming out. I'm going down to uh, San Diego for Comic-Con tomorrow to meet Uh some of the fans and uh, see some really cool stuff. Oh, and there's going to be a lot. Comic-Con grows uh, every year. It seems like it's almost an exponential growth. They say... It's it's not just comics anymore. It was once. You know, once a long time ago. I remember going to Comic-Con in uh, 1985, and the comic... The, the, uh, 
attendance for that convention at that time was three and a half thousand people. It was a trade show. And uh, yeah. it's just yeah. become it's just like comic the, books. the pop culture expo of the century. Yeah, and the the big yeah. news was the 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 guy who uh, designed and animated Betty Boop. He, oh. he was oh my, there. Oh my god, he was still alive. At, at, yeah, he was still alive at that point. Yeah, and I got to I got to talk with him for about ten minutes. How cool is that? That is cool. You know, but that was the pinnacle of it. You know, that was the the Comic Con had not yet become the the uh, the pop culture monster that it is now. And neither had Sharknado. Oh my god, I'm yeah. slick. Neither had Sharknado. Who would have thought that that would become so big? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's, it's pretty crazy. But I mean, the fans have you know really jumped on board with it and they just keep asking for more and more and so uh, i just hopped in and now i'm a part of the franchise and uh yeah i'm, I'm excited to to hear the fans reactions and to actually see the movie myself because a lot of it was computer generated mm-hmm. oh yeah it was uh green screen and i've seen mm-hmm. parts of it but you know, it's going to be funny. It's going to be scary. <laughs> it's going to be wild and a little bit bloody at times. So the the whole. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get eaten? Um, I I, I, I can't say because <laughs> I just want you to tune in on thirty first on Sci Fi at seven o'clock. So it's Central. this is this is straight to straight to uh, straight, straight to, to Sci Fi. Straight yeah. to Sci Fi. Yep, that's right. Yep, it's a TV movie. Um, and it's a mockbuster, so it's it's kind of a horror <laughs> movie, but it's also got a lot of uh, comedy in it's it as like, well. It's uh, like poking fun at the entire genre. Oh, it really is. It's it's like this. Well, this... so it was from the beginning. It was, it was what Killer Tomatoes tried to be and kind of fell short. It it really was like an over. It is so produ- well produced, but the the premise is so silly. <laughs> Everyone yeah. plays it completely straight. You know, Cody was pretty young. You, you, he's been in it before, right? You, you've been at, you've been in Sharknado before, haven't you? This is um, not your well, first rodeo. This is this is actually my first Sharknado. My oh, character Matt Shepard was in the first Sharknado, but ah, um, but it wasn't guess, played by you, right? It wasn't played by me. So now oh, this uh, Sharknado is six years. Um, I've been in the army, uh, or I've been in the air force overseas in Iraq on two tours and um i come back to you know surprise my dad and have a good time in vegas and then um unfortunately you're gonna kick a tornado sharks. full of sharks exactly come through <laughs> gotta kick some major butt and uh it, the, the tornado full of sharks i just <laughs> I, you go yeah. to every now and then you'll go to one of these conventions and i've seen this at uh, uh even at uh, places like the uh Fandom vs. Expo in Palmdale. Little, little, little town tiny kind of small town. Con. And somebody will come dressed as Sharknado. I can't wait. <laughs> Sharknado, <laughs> cos- Sharknado cosplay. They, they come dress, dressed as, as a tornado the, with, sharks with little plastic on. sharks in the whole thing. That's spins. crazy. I, I, that's what my buddy told me. He said, you know, be on the lookout. We're probably going to see someone like that. So. Mm. I'm definitely You'll see at least, looking yeah. forward to You'll see at least to, one. <laughs> to seeing that. That's going to be crazy. Yeah, when you when you go to a, a convention as big as San Diego Comic-Con, your odds statistically improve of seeing practically anything you can imagine. But you see, thanks to him now, now um, fatigues, Air Force fatigues are now... Yeah, yeah, oh, Air, yeah. Thanks, thanks to your character, Air Force fatigues are now cosplay. Right on. So. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, um, I've I've watched a lot of uh, 
of the big blockbuster movies and the superhero movies this year. Mm-hmm. I saw X Men. I saw the the Civil War movie with which had Spider Man and Iron Man. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it was just uh, so. I'm looking forward to seeing some of those guys and and some of the shows that I watch. Um, so you're so a I big saw, fan yourself. So what do really? you like? What shows do you like? Um, let's see. Uh, well, actually, this is kind of a, a little bit different. But I, I recently just watched Stranger Things on Netflix. Ooh, oh, I hear yeah. good things about that. Yeah, it's kind of scary at times, and I'm kind of a wuss when it comes to those kind of movies. But it's it's really well done, and it's it's uh, the main girl has telekinesis and stuff, and so I'm really into sci-fi, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and kind of like magical realism and those kind of things. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are the movies I tend to go watch. I either want to go laugh or go mm-hmm. watch something real intense, like an action movie. Urban adventure, urban fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of the other end of magical realism, really. More or less set in a cityscape where we know. With with one jarring un, uh, element that doesn't belong. Like a that, Sharknado. No way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, did you specifically go out and audition for Sharknado or did your agent call it's you a, it's or a how bit did of this a, happen? It's a bit of a change from your usual work. Yeah, it is. Um, no, actually, yeah, my, my agent um, reached out to me and said, hey, um, you know, the, we got a direct offer if you're interested in doing this film. I was like, huh? What's Sharknado? And then <laughs> I guess I was living under Which a rock. Which is sort of everybody's reaction to it when they first find out about it. It's like, what the? <laughs> yeah, I had no clue about it. But a lot of people, when I when I told the people, I was like, yeah, yeah, actually, I'm going to do this movie. And, and my, my friends and, and uh, coworkers and stuff, they all said, oh, you can do Sharknado? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I've seen it. Or, oh, I heard about it. Or, I love it. Or, I hate it. But most everybody had heard about it. So mm-hmm. uh, before signing on, of course, I checked out the movies. At first, I thought, wait, is this serious or this is a joke or, or both? I don't know. But it's <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's all everybody's it's <laughs> everybody funny. in the movies in these movies is a straight man. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. every single one. Joke, yeah, yeah. It's, but it's cool that way. See, that's yeah. the whole point. I think it's good. I think it's important, especially nowadays. There's so much going on and I think it's good for us to kind of make fun of ourselves in a way or get, get some good laughs in and um, just remind ourselves that we're family yeah. Too, together. Yeah. yeah. Remind and, ourselves uh, that we're human, you know, yeah. and, and, and that, uh, that the monsters out there don't define us. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. deep. That's, that's true. Deep. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that could be the message of the film, you know, the, that's, that's true. The, that's the, a good, I mean, we are mightier than Sharknado. <laughs> right. And yeah, our, and our I, nation's fighting men can take it down. We hope. I, yeah, yes. it's, uh, of course, we still don't know if your character gets eaten, and you can't tell us. Right. So Sharknado will become a new national holiday with all this talk. Sharknado. Here we go. <laughs> Sharknado. He's still. He just. The next one will be released on May fifth. You know, because this is May the fourth. Be with. It may the. This is the fourth awakens. The fourth awakens. So the next one will have to be released on May 5th. So a a fifth of shark. (laughs) A fifth of shark. That'd be like 20% of a shark. No, 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 no. Uh And depending on which 20%, it You know it'll be the part with the teeth. (laughs) So did you, uh, did you, how many people, uh, were you working with on set? I mean, uh, God, there's, this is, this is like an ensemble film. Yeah, right. but, so, but half of them aren't there because it's green screen. 
Yeah, um, it was interesting. I mean, uh, Amani Hakim, who plays my uh, fiance in the mm-hmm. movie, uh, she, we worked hand in hand a lot. Um, of course, Ian Ziering, he's my dad. Uh, David Hasselhoff is my granddad. And um, <laughs> so it was like some days I would get to see the whole family. And I had uh, a little brother who was played by uh, two twins, Chris and Nick, and they were awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tara Reed, who plays my mom. Uh, uh, Masiela, she, she kind of, I guess she's my cousin. Um, but on day one, it was, uh, it was four of us. It was uh, Ian, uh-huh. uh, my fiance and then my cousin uh, and he and pronounces we're driving around. it's pronounced Ian. it's yes. pronounced Ian and not he. yeah yes it's, it's, it was we didn't confusing. know that I mean, until it recently. took me a while to 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 catch on to that but we did some stunt driving he did some stunt driving he like drove up on a hill <laughs> and then um we're like running from the the sharknado and we're, we're screaming <laughs> and then we did some stuff where we're running uh lots of then, running involved Yes, yeah. there was uh, lots of running, lots of guns, lots of screaming, but we got to do a lot of cool stuff on location. Mm-hmm. There was this one place that we went to that there was this cool pond and like a little waterfall. And and so... So if uh, you hadn't been working, it would have been a good place to hang out. Yeah. Sounds well, nice. I mean, even when I was working, like in between takes, I was like just kind of going and walking around and, and checking it out. And there was like birds mm-hmm. and it's kind of peaceful. And then it's, okay, guys, everybody, let's go get amped up. Get screaming, get crazy. So it was a <laughs> a challenge, but it was it was a fun challenge to mm-hmm. to bring that much energy and to shift into more of like an aggressive version of myself. Did you find yourself uh, packing on the carbs when you you know during meals to make up oh, for all that yeah. energy? I mean, every second I could, I was just like, I'm eating an apple, and I'm vegan, so uh-huh. it's really easy for me to just kind of uh, burn calories. Which I guess I'm in the minority. But I'm trying to gain weight, so right. I'm just hard to do when you're a vegan. Yes, yeah. I mean, avocados, bananas, and uh, beans, and lots of uh-huh. rice. Uh, and so pota- beans and beans potatoes. and rice, beans and rice, beans the, and the rice. complete. That's right. Beans Pretty much, rice, yeah. Beans and rice, nutritionally complete. Yeah, Damn. yeah. You could. It makes it, it easy. It's boring, so but you could live on it if you had to. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I do. I mean. Especially when I go back home to Texas to hang out with my family and uh, <sighs> Texas, my bar- Texas barbecue as a vegetarian must be hell. Yeah, I mean, I, I at least I can smell it. And, and you know, the thing I miss the most is probably the uh, like caramel apple, mm-hmm. uh, you know, dessert or something from uh, this Mexican restaurant that we usually go to. <sighs> but you know, I could smell it, and uh, it, it's fine. It's fine. It's kind of different. <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, it took my family a while to be to kind of accept that that's that's uh, how, how I choose how to live gonna, because they were like, "Wait a minute, we used to always eat steak. Are you sure you don't want to bite? You want to like just not be vegan for this weekend?" And, and I, uh, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. I know it would it wouldn't it wouldn't be good on my system because it you know it's yeah, a transition. It would be, it would be a real way. jolt. It would be a real jolt. Well, whatever he's doing yeah. is working. I don't know if you saw him in Dancing with the Stars, but he's thank pretty, you. It's pretty awesome. Uh huh. Yeah, it's uh, Julianne Huff's birthday today, so shout out to her. Cool. Who, who taught me a lot, and uh, uh-huh. hopefully, I remember some of it if I ever want to impress some lady on the dance floor. <laughs> so you are a performer's performer. You do all of it. You do acting. You do. Uh, you, you're on screen. You do voice acting. You are a musician, as we were just discussing uh, 
before yeah. before we started uh, uh, recording. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I to, um, what do you I, what do you play? Tell us about that. Yeah. Oh. Um, well, I play guitar. I've been playing since I was fifteen, and I I play a little bit of piano, and I play the uh-huh. drums mostly with my hands, and I sing. So. Um, and I mean, I guess I rap a little bit too, but you, it's just for fun. For a while, I was pursuing music, and then I thought, mm-hmm. "Dang, this and is a lot harder than I thought." Sings. I'm going to get back into this acting thing because I know <laughs> a lot more about what I'm doing and, and where to go and how to make this happen. Well, so, and the uh, fact that you can do all of these other things just makes you more valuable as an actor. It really does, you know, because they, because uh, you know that we need a guy who can di- who can, who can look act- great in that uniform and can. You know, can can stand by the guitar and, you know, stand by the piano for this one scene and sing. Sing a ballad to the the leading lady. Looks like he knows how to play and then you play. You know? Yeah. And and it's a casting decision. Right. (laughs) Stuff happens because of that. No, no, you've done the right thing. I've I've been doing acting since I was about five and I've always loved sports as well. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I've had a pretty balanced life from i wasn't just 100 percent acting all the time i went mm-hmm. to public school and graduated from the same school that my mom and my dad and all my brothers graduated from so i'm kind of from small town except i've also gotten to live sort of a uh extraordinary life at the same time but one of my goals is to be on broadway i mean i'm learning how to do uh directing right now and i'm practicing that at ucla extension so I think as an actor, it's important to uh, kind of be a self-starter and figure out, okay, what are my passions? Because when I'm not working or when I'm not auditioning, I got to keep my wheels turning. And um, luckily, I have such a fun job where I get to be creative and kind of make my own schedule. And so that's what I choose to do is, you know, sing and go see shows mm-hmm. and, um, and and yeah, hopefully and sharpen, sharpen your craft, you know, in, in ways that you don't... Uh, you know that that people don't necessarily see right out right out of the uh, right out of the box, yeah. and uh, so you know in six months you can show everybody something new. Definitely, that's yeah. awesome. That's great. Yeah, that's that's really you. You sound like you've really got it together. Well, thanks. I mean, I th- I think that uh, uh, you know, we all go through peaks and valleys, and uh, there there's definitely times in my life where I didn't. I didn't apply myself and I, and I just kind of took it for granted. And then I saw what happened from that. Like, you know, not a lot of opportunities came my way because I wasn't, you know, paddling, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm, I'm working for myself and, and putting the effort in and, and, uh, competing, I feel like things are just naturally falling into place a lot easier. So I'm really grateful for that. And, you know, um, putting my hundred percent and getting to work with really creative people. That's the, most rewarding part is i think being on a team and and, Mm -hmm. uh coming out with the win no matter you know if something bad happens or someone gets hurt or you know at the end of the day you um we're all working towards the same goal and it's a really fun experience i think what are what are some of the the, uh, favorite projects that you've worked on which ones did you like best um uh I mean, I loved working on Dancing with the Stars because I had I did not know how to dance and I was really worried. I didn't know how that was going to go. And I mean, I was eighteen and I got to dance with Julian Huff, so I, I really couldn't complain about that. That was pretty know, lucky right? on my part. Um, of course, Hannah Montana was great. You know, uh, Miley Cyrus. Uh, she was a sweetheart. I mean, I had no idea how big of a 
you know, superstar she was going to become when I first started that show. And, uh, it's really cool to be a part of something that, uh, I still get recognized for today. Um, I mean, working on Cheaper by the Dozen was cool. I got to see Steve Martin playing his banjo and his trailer. And I work with Martin Lawrence on Rebound and he used to be one of my heroes. I used to always watch Blue Streak and crack up. Um, Hoot, I would say was probably my favorite. Um, I know I already said that another one was my favorite, but it's hard to narrow it down. But <laughs> I got to work in uh, Florida for uh, a whole summer. I got to drive a boat. Um, I got to become friends with Bree Larson, and Logan Lerman, and uh, work with Luke Wilson. And uh, Jimmy Buffett was, was one of the producers on that. And even though it was hot, it was nice. Florida is really fun. That it, it, sounds great. Yeah. Well, you're great coming, life. From, coming from Texas, you know, Florida is not that big a shock. Right. Just coming, a little yeah, wetter. Coming exactly. from Montana, that's a problem, you know? Yeah, it is. You're right. It's a bit more humid, but um, you can cool off in the ocean. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I, got a, I guess I have a big passion for animals. So I got to work with, my do- um, with dogs and my dog Skip in an indie movie I did called My Dog the Champion. And then, of course, in Hoot with the burrowing owls. and mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I always have had a big you know, love for animals I, uh, and, and kids. I like working with kids. I guess I, I was a kid for a long part. And some people still <laughs> call me a kid even though I'm uh, 26. But uh, I guess it just depends on. Well, you, your, you your, exude a sort of youthful energy. Oh, and that's, you. you know, that's uh, may, may you hold on to that all your life. It's, it's, uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing you in Sharknado 4. Yes, thanks. I've got to go back and watch the first three, I guess. Do you think it's anybody's going to miss anything if they don't see the first three before they see four? Um, you know, um, they are tied together. And they so, are. Okay. I mean, you might want to do your research and get caught up. Uh, but all I could say is that Sharknado 4, it delivers pretty much a lot of the same stuff that the first three have. It's just uh-huh. bigger and better and crazier and wilder. So, you know, it's what we did, what they didn't think of in the first three. They brought it to it in this fourth one. And uh, Tommy Davidson is in this one, uh, really? who I didn't honestly know that much, maybe because he was a bit before my time with being on um, In Living Color. But well, so was I, the Ian Zeering. Yeah. <laughs> for all of that. But he was hilarious. He was super funny and down to earth and, and great to work with. Um, and, of course, there's lots and lots of um, cameos, as Sharknado does. So it's kind of cool to see, you know, who comes out to be a part of the franchise. Yeah, the the first one is on... Uh... Is on Amazon and it, uh, the, in a Riff Tracks version, so maybe that's the way to go. That could be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much for coming around and talking to us today, Cody. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Jane and Susan. It was uh, good talking to y'all, and you have a good rest of your Wednesday. Thank you, and you too, and have fun at Comic-Con. Thank you so much. I wanted to just mention that if anybody wants to hang out or reach out to me on Twitter or all those uh, Instagram, I'm at Cody Lindley on, uh, online. Terrific. Thanks again. Awesome. My pleasure. I'll see you guys. And now, Violet Bean, the actress who plays Jessie Quick in the CW's hit series, The Flash.
Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, whatever is relevant for the part of the world you are in. Indeed, welcome to the Event Horizon, where the impossible happens. Join us each week at this time as we delve into the worlds of science fiction, fantasy, and science fact in all their forms. I'm your host, Gene Turnbow. And I am your other host, Susan Fox. And with us today is Violet Bean from The Flash. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, we knew what your part was going to be before most people because we're passing familiar with with the Flash and the comics. So we knew what your part was going to be about when we heard a a girl named Jessica or Jessie. And going, aha, Jessie Quick, a fast woman. (laughs) The fastest woman. Yeah. (laughs) But we haven't seen you be fast yet. You you were in all the second season. I know it. I know it. And it, it was so sad to me. I thought for sure it would happen last season. Um, and so it was definitely, you know, when the finale came around and, and she didn't get her powers yet, it was a little bit of a bummer. But I know they have to, you know, I know they have to give it to her at some point because everyone's expecting it and everyone's uh-huh. super hyped for it. So it would just be too cruel to the fans and, and to the show itself to not make it happen. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. For all we know, she may have her powers. And, they're and just okay. she's never had occasion to run anywhere. Absolutely. That could totally be it. I mean, I think everyone was kind of skeptical when uh, her and Wally get hit with the dark matter. I think that that was a huge thing for a lot of people thinking that that maybe would was the uh, initial uh, start of the powers. And mm-hmm. then when Barry wakes her up out of the coma and there's that little spark. That little crackle. Yeah, that yeah, telltale yeah. crackle so of I, the I speed mean, force. Yeah, that was definitely, I think, in my opinion, I think it was. But we'll have to see what, you know, what the writers decide to do with that. Yeah. Yeah, Frustrating. So you don't know yet yourself, do you? I don't know. So they haven't. It's crazy. It it kills me. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know. So it's, you sound like you're, you're a big fan too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd seen the show before I auditioned. I'd seen a couple episodes and just thought it was, you know, it was really good material and really good quality and everything. And the special effects are honestly like some of the best I've seen in TV in a really long time. Um, comparable to movies so i think that's really mm-hmm. cool um but yeah no and and of the comics itself i hadn't really read too much until i booked the role because i actually didn't know when i auditioned they didn't give me the character or her uh-huh. description at all so i didn't know who i was auditioning for mm-hmm. which was a little bit difficult but uh so i wasn't able to you know get material and learn about her until after i had booked it so uh but as soon as you did find out I mean, what was what was your reaction uh, when you uh, when you found out who you're, you were going to be playing? I mean, I thought it was totally awesome because you you know there's so many speedsters in the storyline, but so few are female, mm-hmm. um, and I thought that that was you know extremely important, especially now with you know all of the feminism movements that are happening and and just. Just everything that's going on in the world, I think it's important to show strong, powerful women. Um, and so I thought that that was really cool that I was going to be able to play that. Well, and there's a parallel in that as well. Uh, the CW just uh, brought over uh, Supergirl from CBS. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. It's so great. And it's some of the best stuff on television right now. It actually honestly is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything that Greg Berlanti and Andrew Kreisberg are competing right now is honestly, I mean... If I wasn't in it, I would be a fan myself as well. So do you find yourself uh, attracted to genre properties, you know, for the stuff that you do? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, um, 
even before this show, I always kind of liked dystopian, futuristic storylines. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of Orphan Black and mm-hmm. uh, Game of Thrones and, you know, The Hunger Games and all those. So I love that sort of false reality future. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I've, I've just always really been attracted to that. So I think it kind of makes sense that I found myself in a superhero storyline. Do you... Uh, uh do you read the stuff? Do you are you are you uh, one of the uh, avid readers of the uh, genre as well? Um, you know, not as much. I never really had them growing up. I don't know. I was never really attracted to them as a kid. Uh-huh. Um, but since you know, since booking it, I've bought and also received a lot of comic books from friends and family, and um, and yeah, I enjoy reading it absolutely. And I love seeing you know the differences that they decide to choose and and do in the show, and then what they keep similar and. I don't know. I think they do a good mm-hmm. job of that, you know, paying homage to the old storylines and with even just simple things like having John Wesley ship in the new Flash. And, oh, that was know. seeing him. Wasn't that precious? Seeing him so put sweet. on put on that classic suit. I know. You know, with the helmet and the whole thing at the end when he dashed off. If I was, his, if I to Earth if, Three, if I was, oh, him. shooting that gave me chills. It was amazing. Oh. The light coming through and the hat coming down. It was, it was a beautiful shot for sure. If I was him, I'd have had that written into my contract. <laughs> yeah, I have to put on a suit at some point. I know. Yeah, he was marvelous. Somebody, just, some, um, I think it was Netflix just picked up that series. No, it wasn't Netflix. It was. Damn it! <laughs> one of one of the on stri- online streaming services just just picked up the old Flash series, so you could catch up. Yeah, on it, is well. it's on, uh, yeah it is Netflix. It's on. It's on Netflix now. Um, I think you can watch it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think you're is. right. I think I think it is Netflix. It is. Yeah. Oh, God, that was probably before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So what's your production day like on average? You know how how early do you? I mean, you don't have to suit up. The way, uh, uh, the way Grant does. The way Grant does. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they've, they've built those suits to be pretty, um, pretty efficient and they don't take too long to put on. I mean, he, he actually takes the, the jacket part of it. He takes it off in between every shot, um, and just leaves like the pants on. Oh, thank uh-huh. goodness. Uh, because it's, it's kind of restricting. Like you don't want to sit down in it for too, too long because it, I mean, it's leather, right? So it stretches a little bit, but not too much. So, so it's actually not too hard to take off. Um, but I, I mean, as, as far as production days go, we usually, I mean, we, we're usually able to get it out pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Some shows I know take longer, but we usually, I would say maybe 12 to 14 hour days usually. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, considering the early, you know, that a lot of what you do when you're on set is you sit around and wait for everybody else to do their job so that you oh, can, absolutely. you know, so that you can do yours. Yeah, for any part of the team, honestly, it's it's like that. So, you know, that when the actors are waiting around, you know, the gaffers and the grips and the directors are all working on something. And then when the actors are acting, everyone stops. So it is it's kind of a waiting game, but it is really cool to see how many people it takes to it goes into just watching an episode of TV. It's kind of it's kind of cool. Makes it appreciate it more. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what else do you do besides acting? Uh, well, I love uh, to bake. I used to do it a lot more, and, and once I started traveling for The Flash, I wasn't really able to. I tried in the hotel room, but it wasn't uh, oh. <laughs> as successful as usual. Um, but other than that, I mean, Austin is where uh, – I wasn't born here, but I've, I was raised here, and that's where I am right now. 
Um, so there's a lot of fun things to do here. It's kind of a smaller town, um, but with, like, a really nice, like, laid-back feeling. So there's a lot of, like, you know, outdoor activities and, like, going to the green belt and swimming. Um, and then I have a baby bunny, a little Ooh. bunny rabbit who I love to cuddle. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, he's How cute. long have you had him? Um, just over a year. How 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 long do... It's uh, a fast bunnies, little bunny. How long do bunnies live? How long do they live? Um, generally, they can live eight to ten years. A lot of bunnies don't uh, last that long because of the conditions that they're living in. I think people underestimate how much um, how much work it is. Honestly, it's like I would say it's harder than raising a dog, and I think it's kind of crazy that a lot of parents give their kids bunnies. Um, but they can. I mean, they can live for you know ten years. Hmm. So, yeah. so that's so a commitment. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. So he's, I didn't really he, think about it as much when I got, went into it, but I love him and and I hope that he lives that long. So is he? Uh, uh, does he? Is he a house bunny or he's? A, he, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, the lady we bought him from, she owns a little house outside of Austin, and she just raises uh, bunnies. Mm-hmm. Um, but she half potty trained him, and then sort of told us like how to keep it going. So he has like a little litter box and he goes in there and uh, he runs around the house like he's not confined to his cage except for at night. So, yeah, nice. he's, a, he's a good little pet. That's neat. It's, it yeah. sounds like he's a little good little boy. Yeah, yeah, he's sweet. He's got floppy little ears. <laughs> That's great. Floppy ears and twitchy little noses. So are you, uh, uh, do you write or have you had aspirations to uh, direct uh, the work of others? Um, I don't write so much. I would like to get into it. I think it's just, um, I definitely would need to really focus and like, um, I don't know, really put my mind to doing that. Uh-huh. Um, but directing, I did, uh, I did direct a music video not too long ago and hopefully I'll be directing another one soon. Um, but that was a really like it was an interesting thing to work on. It was for my boyfriend's band, Eyelid Kid. Oh, um, and yeah, Ooh, that's, uh, what a great Eyelid. name! Yeah, yeah, it's kind of fun. Um, but he basically we came up with this idea together um, in an abandoned house that we found, and we decided like we have to shoot a music video here. Like we have to. It's too crazy. Um, and so we ended up doing it. And I'm in the video as well. And it's you can find it on uh, on eyelidkid.com. There's a link to the YouTube video. Um, but it's yeah, I directed it, edited it, um, and started it. So it was a lot to a lot to do at the same time. I did like the makeup and help with the lighting as well. It was very DIY. I feel like you guys would appreciate that. Um, oh yes, very much so. Yeah, but I think you know I, I definitely enjoyed it, and I think I would like to do it. Again, maybe in a situation where I'm not doing as much as I was that night. Because it was, I mean, it was the middle of the night and, mm-hmm. you know, I was trying to direct and also make myself look. I play this creepy orphan girl, so I had, like, you know, white and black makeup all over me. And um, okay. I just think it, it, it would be cool to do it again in another circumstance where maybe directing is the only thing I'm doing because it is a lot to handle. It is a lot to handle. Uh, and But that's the nature of small productions. You find yourself uh, doing a little bit of everything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it's very exciting at the same time because uh, uh, you get a real slice of what uh, what the full stream of production is like, you know, and gives totally. you a chance to try oh, yeah. everybody's oh, job, yeah. you know. I mean, there's still so much to learn in all of those 
fields. Um, but it is, it's cool that you get to learn it when you do hands on things like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's see. So uh, he's got several videos on here. Which one is it? Is it, is it the most recent one? What? Violet? What? <laughs> what was the name of the song? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, it's eyelidkid.com, um, mm-hmm. and the song title is Landscape. It Landscape, the one on the okay. Top, it think. is on the top. Okay, and, and we'll give that a listen. And we'll probably post... And maybe post, insert it here. And we'll probably post the video um, uh, on, Be- the, on the Krypton Radio website as well. Because yeah, we, sure, we will great. abuse our, our massive media power for you. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, guys. <laughs> sure. <laughs> So, um, what are you a fan of? What else do you like? Um, what else do I like? I mean, you like TV and movie wise? Well, anything. anything. It, do- it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be genre. Even boy, it doesn't. It really doesn't have to be genre. I had this discussion with my mother, who is a big LA Lakers fan, and when I told her one day, you know, your Lakers, my Star Trek is your Lakers, she understood me. <laughs> We yeah, all, you, then you can relate. That's yeah, it. Totally. We all have a fandom. So what are yeah, you? Yeah, no, fan it's of? true. I mean, if I had a fandom, I guess I would say food. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I love food. Susan um, is a foodie. All kinds, Susan is Susan is a, a culinary, a, a culinary, culinary historian. historian. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I love. Um, I, I guess I would have to say when I went to Canada to shoot the Flash. Um, there's a serious lack of uh, Mexican food there. Oh. And I mean, it makes mm. sense that it's pretty far from Mexico, but um, it was really disappointing. Coming from Texas, where we have some of the best Tex-Mex that oh there is. God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Austin, um, Tex-Mex to Vancouver or where? To Vancouver. Oh my God. Where, honestly, guys, there was probably three Mexican food places there, and I tried all of them, and they were terrible. So... <laughs> It was, it was, it, it kind of, I used Mexican food to relieve my stress and I wasn't able to do that there. Yeah. So. No, yeah. <laughs> and Taco Bell doesn't count, you know, or whatever, you know? Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah. So when you're shooting, uh, you're basically involved in doing that and you're uh, in, you're a stranger in a strange land for however many weeks and then you go home. Yeah. That might be a showbiz nowadays. Yeah, it is kind of, I mean, last year for season two, I I was up there on and off for, I think, a total of seven months. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it is kind of hard, you know, always traveling and stuff. But I felt like every time I went back, you know, I got a little bit closer with everyone. Um, and that that makes it easier. And, you know, any any new city you go to and you don't know anyone or the people that you do meet are at your work and they're always working when you're not kind of thing. It, it kind of, I don't know, it it does make it a little bit harder to, um, to be in that city. But every time I like went back and met someone new on the show or hung out with them, I I felt so much better and got to see a lot more of Vancouver, which is really pretty when the weather's nice. So I don't know. It's actually, you know, it's, it's fun because I feel like if I did come into money or had money, what I would want to do is travel. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of cool that in order to make that money, I get to travel doing it. So how closely do you identify with your character? I mean, Jessie Quick is originally called that because she is quick of mind. Not... Yeah, she's smart. Yeah, she's she's really smart. Oh, yeah, she's insanely smart. I think that might be the one, the main thing that we differ on. (laughs) Not that I'm not smart, but she's just insanely smart. And um, 
I don't know. I think that that, I don't know. When someone holds that much knowledge, it's kind of hard to, to hold normal conversations with certain people. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I think that's probably the main difference. So, um, what informs your performances when, when you're working with her and how do you, I mean, just dealing with the techno babble. I mean, you have, you have the same thing going on, uh, at, in, uh, Star Labs that you, that, uh, the Star Trek actors did when they were working on the bridge of the Enterprise. Oh boy. And, and there were people in Star Trek who had to quit because they couldn't handle the dialogue. Oh yeah. Well, they speak in tongues stuff and stuff too. Sometimes, right? They have different languages that they speak. Well, that's true too. But I mean, I mean, just the made up. Yeah. Technical oh yeah, that stuff. I mean, that stuff's hard. I think. I mean, if you, I think they just released the uh, the gag reel for last season. But there's a lot of mispronouncing and stuttering and stuff that goes into it before they actually get a good take. <laughs> uh, yeah, we all kind of deal with that. Uh, you know, Carlos and Danielle and um, Tom and I, we all kind of have to deal with that. But I think, I don't know, it's we kind of just have a laugh about it and it's not really a big thing. Yeah, that's that's Jack. something that people don't realize. You know, what we're seeing on the screen uh, is the result of maybe a few retakes. You know, definitely, you, don't, you guys don't get it perfect every time. Absolutely not. They don't? I'm crushed. <laughs> so, so who has who on the cast has the most trouble remembering their lines? Um, <laughs> Remember, she I was shut know. up. She was shut Everyone up in a cell most of the season. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think by the second season, everyone was pretty good. But maybe, maybe Danielle, because she has some big words sometimes too, and uh, some made up stuff. Yeah, yeah she's oh, not yeah. a doctor, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely not, but <laughs> Yeah, she's uh she has she has quite the quite the uh job laid out for her. She has to you know, pretend to be a super scientist and Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so uh you're gonna be at Comic Con, aren't you? I am. I leave tomorrow morning. I'm super excited. Oh, so well, it's sort of art imitating life, considering another production you've been in recently. It's called Slash. Oh yeah, Slash is going to be there too. Um, yeah, that was a fun film. I'm only in it for a little bit, um, but it was really cool to work and meet those people. Uh, and the story is really great. You know, I think it's gonna it's gonna do really well at Comic Con because most of the film, at least half of it, was shot at San Diego Comic Con. Oh, wow. Uh, last okay. year or the year, I think the year before. Mm -hmm. um, so that's going to be kind of cool to, because I think they're screening it there. So it's going to be kind of um Well, that's sort of recursive. You know, art imitates life. <laughs> I was going to use that word. That sounds very recursive. It's a it's a movie about Comic-Con at Comic-Con. Yeah, Shot totally. At Comic -Con. It's funny. And, uh, and presented needs, at Comic-Con. And who needs to hire <laughs> extras when you've got Comic-Con? Oh, absolutely. And the whole movie was about, um, you know, accepting people who are weird. So mm -hmm. it was perfect. <laughs> Did you ever do you, uh, as a as a theater nut? Did you ever feel that like you were an outsider when you were growing up? Um, 
No, not too much. But I also went to um, a fine arts academy for high school. So that'll do it. Yeah, Austin. There yeah, everyone go. was super welcoming. Yeah, there you go. It's it's the yeah. artsy city. It's you know the home of the the music festivals and and colleges and things. This is not you know redneck central. Yeah, honestly, it's it's kind of surprising um, because Austin is in Texas, but. Austin itself is totally liberating and, and everyone's extremely welcoming and it's, it's great. It seems like a, a little island of culture and, you know. I think every part of the country has like the one place where the sane people live. <laughs> I'm still trying to find it for California, of course, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I wonder about California because we've got, we've got some lots of interesting places and, not one of them is well adjusted, <laughs> and that includes all, all that together. Includes Hollywood. We, ba- we balance out. Yeah, we yeah we balance out. So, um, f- when you were uh, when you were starting out doing this, so you you, you were at uh, um, uh, an arts high school, uh, and yes, and that gave you uh, the leverage and leg up that you needed to get up into the stratosphere. Um, Did you have a breakthrough moment or was this just sort of a gradual progression climbing one inch higher every time? Um, I definitely feel like it was pretty gradual. Um, But my senior year, I think I, I was given a push um, because we got a new theater teacher and we really didn't get along and he stopped casting me in productions Um, and it was, it was, you know, super sad on my part because I still wanted to act. Um, but I think instead of letting myself sort of like give up on it, I decided that I was just going to find another way to do it. Um, and so I found an agent in Texas and then slowly, you know, started booking a few things and met my manager. And then, you know, it's been pretty, pretty quick ever since that, but Jesse quick, (laughs) It sounds like the the drive and determination that the character you portray is known for is also a property you have personally. Yeah, absolutely. I think I mean I think it's important for a lot of people to have that drive, you know what I mean? I don't think you'll get very far in life if you don't have that. And that's so true. Uh, it's people don't realize that uh uh you know, you're you're trying to follow your dreams. That's not a bad thing. What's a no. what's a sad thing is when people give up like ten feet from the finish line, you know, and yeah, they, they don't realize how close they are to to uh, to to breaking through and and getting where they want to go. Totally. Did you have uh, Did you have other um, other friends who were coming along in the same track that you did? Who who uh, Either were wildly successful or had yeah, who else from tragic that high experiences. School, who else from that high school made it? Who, you know, have we heard of any? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, I think a lot of friends, like, and, and people from my school, and actually a lot of people just in general who do leave um, high school, I think a lot of people feel like they need to go to college. And for some degrees and some people's certain situations, I think they absolutely do. But I think I knew for myself that I didn't need to go. And that was a huge thing for me because if I was in school while all this was happening, I honestly don't think I would be in the same spot that I am right now. 
So I think knowing for me that um, I didn't need to go to school was kind of what um, what has helped me so much. But at the same time, like I, I met a best friend on the set of The Leftovers when I was shooting that, and her and I have kind of just been, you know, growing into this world together. And, and it's really mm-hmm. nice to have someone there that sort of understands what you're going through because it is a hard um, – it's a hard – thing to break into and I think having someone as close to you that understands it and can talk to you about it and just like laugh it off sometimes or cry if you need it is really important so yeah I, I'd say I don't know it's it's nice to have those people there that understand you too well you know and this is not brain surgery it's a matter you know well, you can you can break into showbiz by by the apprenticeship method which is what you're doing and it's working you're on a network show and and in a very uh, very highly visible position as well. I mean, this is you have a wonderful opportunity, and and you are so running with it. I mean, this so, is ha, ha, running oh, with it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Every time it she just, goes out jogging, someone probably is going to start saying, "Ah, eh, Jesse, quick!" Uh, I sure hope not. <laughs> so are you are you like? Uh, trying to plan ahead and and like getting in shape for all the running you're likely going to have to do yeah i mean i definitely you know i i go through phases with working out as i think most um you know average people do so i think um i'm going to get as fit as i need to be but at the same time i mean i don't i've always been happy with my body and and you know i don't want to change it because Mm -hmm. of something um, that's not necessary, but I, I do like, I do think it's important to be in shape and to be fit in your body. Um, but at the same time, understanding that there's different types of body types. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think it'll be fine. You know, running on a treadmill is okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's just, uh, you know, if you're going to be just well, one on the set. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a prop. <laughs> oh, you mean it's not there for them to practice on? Yeah, that that one if in it, Star Labs. It, I don't. If they think. broke it, there would be sad people. <laughs> um, so, it, you don't have to uh, actually worry about it too much right now, uh, because uh, this is the opportunity that you were given at this point in your life. And I agree with you. If you had gone to college, if you had gone forward, you would have missed the opportunity of your of a lifetime. And uh, there is always time to go back and fill in the blanks later. If that's what you want to do. You know, if that's what you want to do or you find yourself in that that point in life. Yeah. And if you find yourself in that uh, uh, in that particular moment, then you can. But for right now, for God's sake, don't stop running. This is going to be yeah, totally. This is going to be an awesome third season. So, when do you start shooting the third season? Do you know? Um, I do not know yet. Now, well, I know I will be back, but I just don't know exactly when. Yeah, that's really. I, I don't think they're going to tell us stuff huh. like that until the convention, which, as we were, yeah, as not. we are recording, is in the future. As you're hearing this, is either going on or in the past. <laughs> Right. This is uh, this episode is probably going to air on Saturday evening, and you'll probably be at Comic Con when it airs. Signing oh on, yeah, signing autographs, being cool, mm-hmm. being all cool yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in what they're going to do for you for your for your costume because you know by the end of season three you're going to be in one. 
it makes no sense for them if not she, to do that. If she and Wally are not in suits by the end of this season, the the fans riot. We saw, oh, well, we, we saw Wally's suit. We released those photos of, of Wally, so maybe. Yeah. You know, and it uh, it is what they did with Wally's suit is very reminiscent of what it's supposed to look like in the comic books. I hope they don't do for you what they did in the comic book. Yeah, she's not really wearing much, huh? That's it just it looks silly. It looks like yeah. um it looks like she's dressed for pilates or something. Oh, you know, totally, yeah. Your your <laughs> your Jessie Quick needs to have I mean, she Well, the uh, boys aren't wearing spandex either. They're wearing armor. Yeah, and your stuff needs to look similar. Just as- just protective. as badass. It's protective gear is what it yeah. is, you know. You know, because if you're going at the speed of sound, you know, you can't oh, yeah. worry about your spandex burning off your pants. skin. So let's not put me in. Yeah, let's undies. not put you in that. That's just... Uh, I saw... I, I was doing research for this show, and I saw that picture, and I got, I thought, oh, my God. They can't possibly... They I mean, can't do that. No, they can't do that. Well, we see what they've done with with Supergirl, which is a very legit version of of the comic book. You know the art. comic book sensibility, and yet you know she's covered. She's she is, if anything, she is demure. You know she does not uh, have a lot of skin to flash. There's no boob window. There's no naked legs up to the... Oh, yeah. Definitely, alley. definitely. And the Flash isn't about that. And it doesn't need to be. Just and because she's fast doesn't mean she's fast. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm, just, I'm being really obnoxious with that because I think it's funny. Because I'm 12, you know? <laughs> totally. So, um, let's see. You don't know when you're going to be shooting yet. Um, and, but you know you're going back. And they have to resolve the plot point, so, you know, they can't just drop it. So I think when we saw that, uh, uh, when we saw you and your uh, compadre get hit with that uh, energy wave, we knew. Yeah, but, but he's changing the whole timeline is the problem, so everything's different. Oh, yeah. Things get crazy when yeah, you start they, messing yeah. with time. So literally anything is possible. So I don't really know. Yeah, there's no way to even even can't make spe- a guess. After that ending, you can't speculate on anything anymore. But we'll find out and we'll all find out together. But you'll know first. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. OK, well. Violet Bean, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of The Event Horizon here on Krypton Radio. I'm, yeah. I'm Gene Turnbow. Uh, my co-host is Susan Fox. We've been talking to Violet Bean, otherwise known as Jesse Quick on The Flash. Thank you for joining us. Thank you guys so much. Have a good night. You have been listening to episode 143 of Krypton Radio's weekly production of The Event Horizon for July 23rd, 2016. Our guests this evening have been Cody Lindley, who plays Matt Shepard in Sharknado 4, The Fourth Awakens, and Violet Bean, who plays Jesse Quick on the CW's hit TV series, The Flash. Your hosts have been Susan L. Fox and Gene Turnbow. This episode will air again on Sunday, July 24th, 2016 at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, and two more times on the following Tuesday and Saturday morning at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. Once all the airtimes have passed, you will find this episode and others on iTunes, Stitcher, and on our own website, 
at kryptonradio.com as podcasts. If you are an artist, writer, actor, or other creator, and you would like to appear as a guest on the Event Horizon, please contact our production manager, Kat Carter, at catcarter at kryptonradio.com. Krypton Radio is substantially listener-supported, and if you enjoyed hearing the Event Horizon this week, please consider becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash kryptonradio. Just five green pieces of paper a month. That's all we ask. This program is copyright 2016 by Krypton Media Group Incorporated. The Event Horizon. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. <laughs>